Welcome to the QAV podcast. This is the free edition of episode 639. If you're new to the show, uh, welcome. My name is Cameron Riley. I host the show with my friend Tony Kynaston. Tony is a value investor. He's been doing it professionally for about 30 years. And he has a system, a methodology for investing that he calls QAV, quality at value. Basically, how do you buy shares in good quality companies and get them at a discount to their intrinsic valuation? And that's what we teach on this podcast is his methodology, how he thinks about investing. And over the last 30 years, his average return has been about double market. So it seems to work pretty well. This week on the free edition of the show, we're going to be talking about our portfolio performance over the last four years and also this financial year. And Tony's going to do a, a deep dive or what we call a pulled pork on our stock of the week, which is KAR, Karoon Energy. So uh, let's get into it. Other news items, I did our portfolio. Now that we've agreed that Nivex is okay again, I went back and had a look at our numbers this morning. Our dummy portfolio since inception, still up around 16.41% per annum versus STW or the XJ, AXJOA, 6.45% per annum. So we're doing, I don't know two and a half times that but the mm -hmm. most the more interesting one was the financial year numbers so we're nearly at the end of september now so three months into the financial year the dummy portfolio is running at 7.18 percent per annum for the financial year versus the stw at negative 0.32 percent so we've had a good start to the financial year, particularly vis-a-vis -vis the benchmark. That's how we like it. That's what I want to see. <laughs> it is. And, and, you know, as we spoke about for the six months preceding when we were underperforming, it's, it's a rubber band and it winds up and then let's go and we fling the other way and start to outperform. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. If I look at, I don't know, I didn't look at it for the last 12 months. So last one year. Yeah. If I look at the last one year now, we're neck and neck. Right. The benchmark. Yep. So it's sort of caught up, I guess. We've caught mm. up to the benchmark. And if I look at the two year timeline, we're ahead. Again, 6.4% versus 3.34%. So a little bit double less. Market. Yeah, a little mm -hmm. bit less than double market, but pretty close to yep. double market. So, you know, it was we had a bad stretch there last year, but it seems to be writing itself at the moment. Even though the market's had a shitty time, mm. had like an 11, 11 month low i think the afr said the other day it'll it's mm -hmm. lowest point in 11 months but our portfolio has been doing reasonably good despite all of that probably because we're weighted in a lot of mining stocks that have been doing well recently perhaps what do you think not not sure i'm gonna to have to start buying the dummy portfolio stocks i'll sign up for qid light because i just had to sell qantas like yesterday after it crossed <laughs> its three-point trend sell line which was marginally above my rule one line. So it was going to be a sell either way this week, I think. Yeah. And a bit of a shame I can't vote at the AGM because I know I've been voting to, 
but uh, I sold it yesterday. Uh, yeah, I think a few of us were. I, I, I had to rule one a week or two ago from my super mm. too. So, yeah, nice job, Alan. Thanks, Alan. <laughs> Richard? Yes, Alan and Richard. Well, that's all I've really got to talk about this week, Tony. Have you got anything on the to-do list? All I've got is a pulled pork to do. I didn't have any news this week either. Right. Okay. Well, you want to get stuck into that and then we'll yeah. do our one question and then we can all go home. <laughs> you can go on your holiday. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just coming back from mine, so I'll get stuck into my pulled pork. Okay. Okay. So today it's on Karoon Energy, K-A-R, which has come back on the buy list. And this is a an oil and gas, I guess, thriller and and mainly oil. It's it's been around for a while. If people aren't familiar with it, it's mainly it's it's an Australian oil and gas provider, but the it basically has extensive oil fields over in Brazil in what's called the Santos Basin off the coast of Brazil. The company's been around for a while in the listed sense since two thousand and four and started drilling and exploring in the Browse Basin off the WA coast, back in that sort of time frame of 2004 onwards, it partnered with uh, some large companies like Conoco Phillips to develop the fields that it had the rights over and uh, did well out of that and then uh, used the, the cash that it got in from that and other sales to purchase rights to drill for oil in Peru and Brazil. It, for example, it sold 40% of one of its Browse Basin gas wells to Origin Energy for $800 million in, and used the uh, income to develop the Brazil fields even further. So the focus now, though, is on the, I got the pronunciation right, the Bauna or Borna field, B-A-U-N-A, Borna fields in Brazil, in the Santos Basin. And they're also exploring in nearby areas, the Patola field. And they've also had some discoveries recently in some new wells in the Neon and, again, I hope I pronounce this right, Goia, Goya, G-O-I-A, um, all discoveries. And the last one is the Clarita Exploration Prospect all over in Brazil. Why Brazil, I guess, is a legitimate question. And something happened in the world of oil and gas about 30, 40 years ago. The Brazilian government... Nash had nationalized all of its oil fields and they were owned by a company called Petrobras, Petrobras SA. They controlled all production until 1998 when the government opened up the industry for investment by private companies. And they, they did that by putting out various tenements for tender in an auction format and then allowing private interests to buy and develop those fields. So I guess the positive is Brazil has always had a strong oil and gas sector. So the infrastructure is ready-made for Karoon to use. Labor and on and offshore services are the problem. There are also some favorable tax and royalty incentives available in Brazil as well. So that's where their focus is. Recent discoveries have put a bit of a rocket under the share price, as has the oil price, which has um, become a buy on our buy list over the last couple of weeks. And there is a strong correlation to the oil price of People want to see that go into something like Stock Doctor and call up Karoon and then call up Brent Crude Futures and you'll see it's, it's a very strong correlation. So that's the strength at the moment. While the oil price is strong, it could well become, of course, a negative if, if the oil price turns down. But at the moment, it's a strength. Anyway, on the numbers, using our, our buy list download, 
This is a, a large cap stock. Its ADP is $4 million per day, so it should suit everyone to buy into this fairly safely. The share price I'm doing my numbers on is $2.50, which is greater than IV1, less than IV2, and also two times the share price is also less than IV2, which gives it an extra point on our checklist. So it's good value if you believe the consensus forecast going forward. It's also 90% less, less than the consensus target currently. And I guess the last, the last thing to, another thing to point out is that it's a, just become a star growth stock and stock doctor. So they like this company as well. No dividends. So you'd expect that from a company which is growing based on exploration in the oil industry, that they're taking whatever cash they have and putting it back into new finds and developing what they, they've already found. Financial health and stock doctor is satisfactory and steady, so not quite strong. We accept satisfactory as being good enough to score. If anyone's interested, return on equity is 39%, which is quite high. And high given the, the low PE and low prop cap, and the prop cap for this company is only three times. So we're buying current cash flow at, at three times the price. And given its growth profile, which is expected, earnings per share is expected to grow by 86% next year that prop cap is going to get even cheaper unless the share price goes up, which is, I guess, what we're banking on. I uh, can't quite buy this one at, at uh, book value or book plus 30. Um, book plus 30% is $1.64, which is below the share price of two fifty. So we can't score it for that. Uh, getting back to growth, it, it scores extremely well on that metric. Growth over PE, which we look to have a hurdle rate of 1.5. This company scores 13 times because of the um, low PE and uh, high forecast growth. Uh, no owner founder, um, which I thought was a bit interesting, but there isn't one in this case. PE is only uh, 6.43, which is not the lowest or the highest. Uh, so we score it a zero. Um, likewise for increasing or consistently increasing equity. It's been up and down a little bit. It's increasing now, but not consistently for the last uh, six halves. Uh, it gets a one for a new upturn, just scrapes in there since the last results. And I'm oh, sorry, since, since June, the end of financial year, overall, we're giving it 13 out of 16 or 81% for quality score, which is, which is quite good. And a total QAV score of 0.27, which puts it reasonably high up on the buy list. As I said before, there are some risks and, and positives with this one. The risks are the, uh, I guess, the normal ones of currency, for example, so because it's based in Brazil and it's, it's selling oil from Brazil, all of its revenue is in US dollars, which will, you know, could go up or down depending on the exchange rate. It's good at the moment, but if you think that, you know, our exchange rate is low, it might get, might get depressed going forward. If you think it's going to go further down, then it's, it's a positive for the company. Certainly a risk. The oil price is going up, but it will eventually come down. So that's better be a risk. And I put in here as a risk, and I did question whether it's a risk or or a positive or perhaps just an observation is sovereign risk so you know, brazil has had nationalized oil fields in the past even though the last uh, 30 odd years have, have they've been privately owned there's no necessary reason why it couldn't go back to being nationalized in the future um, currently as i said before brazil is trying to attract investment in the in the industry so it is providing um, royalty, some royalty relief and tax incentives. So it might actually be a positive being in Brazil rather than sovereign risk. But certainly it's a, it's a 
external government to where we were investing from. So that there's always a bit of a risk there. We're not hands-on with the Brazilian political climate. But the positives for this company are very strong cash flow. We're buying it at three times cash flow, which is great. And given that it's had a, you know, a good growth path since inception, it does seem likely that they'll be able to participate in all discoveries and, and a good exploration program going forward, which will also boost the share price. So all in all, one to watch, Karoon Energy. Have a look. I own it in four portfolios, Tony, <laughs> which I'm obviously going to have to sell now that you've done a pulled pork on it. WGX, by the way, is down since you covered it last week, but it's sort of in line with the rest of the market. But I was going to say that I first added KAR, at least with the current holdings, to my Stockopedia test portfolio on the 19th of July at $2.17. It's up 16% since then. So, yeah, the Stockopedia checklist pulled that one out too, which was good. It's in a couple of other portfolios where it hasn't done as well, but I only added it during this month, a couple of weeks ago. Mm. But yeah. Mm. Thank you, Karoon Energy. And that's the end of the free episode of QAV for this week. If you're a new listener, I just should let you know how this works. So we have a free episode every week. We have a premium episode also every week. It goes for another 30 to 60 minutes, depending on how many questions we get. It's where Tony answers questions from our club members. If you want to check out the premium episodes and all the other benefits of being a QAV club member, which is access to the checklist and and the Bible and uh, the private Facebook groups and the other comms channels that we have, invites to the dinners, Zoom calls, etc., etc. Sign up for the two-week free trial and check out all that stuff out. You can do that at qavpodcast.com.au. Look for the um, free trial button there. And if you like the idea of value investing QAV style but don't feel like you have the time or resources to learn how to do QAV for yourself, think about signing up for QAV Lite. That's our relatively new service where we send you the stock tips every week. And then we also monitor those stocks in a portfolio. And if they become a sell, we email our QAV Lite members and tell them that it's time to sell that stock and what to replace it with. Check that out too. It's sort of a low effort way of doing QAV. Still better if you know how to do it yourself, I think, because Tony could get hit by a bus and then where are you? But while he's not, <laughs> we can do this. So check that out, qavpodcast.com.au slash light, L-I-G-H-T. If you don't want to sign up to any of those, just keep listening to the free episode. And if you have any questions, shoot me an email. You'll find that on our website too. All right, have a great week and good luck with your investing. QAV Podcast is a production of Spacecraft Publishing Proprietary Limited, authorised representative of AFSL 520442, AFS representative number 00129217182. Please don't make any investment decisions based solely on listening to this podcast. This is presented as general advice only, not personal financial advice. We don't know your personal financial circumstances. Please see a financial planner before making any investing decisions. Thank you.